What's up, Pats fans? We're back. Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. Uh, we're coming back after Thanksgiving, a little bit of a, of a break. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Enjoy time with friends and family. I know I did. Uh, got to see the guy to my right or my left. It depends on how you're looking at the screen. <laughs> Uh, I can't ever tell, by the way. I get confused at that. But uh, had a good time, enjoyed uh, some good food, some good fun. And uh, football was was great until kind of late in the game. Patriots lose in Minnesota. Uh, but before we jump into that, we'll do the uh, the normal salutations. Uh, Michael Lake is here. Pats, socks, Celts, Brews on Boston Sports Journal. If you haven't gone to Boston Sports Journal, you, you really need to go. BostonSportsJournal.com, Greg Bedard, uh, puts on the best product, I think, probably for Boston sports, but but worse, particularly talking Patriots. There's nothing better out there. So get on there, check it out, BostonSportsJournal.com. We'll kick it over beside me to my dad. Pops, how you doing today? Hey, guys. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It was great to see my, my family. Um, Coach Stradamus on BSJ and uh, – Another plug for Bedard. He does an outstanding job. He breaks down everything uh, real intricately uh, for every Patriots game, and uh, you're not going to get that kind of coverage anywhere else. That's right. That's right. We'll go down below you, Bill Donovan. Bill, how are you today? How you doing? I'm good. Wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I know we missed a week, but uh, I'm Bill D1954 at BSJ, and also want to send a plug out to Greg. He's just the best. We've been following Greg for a long time, ever since his Boston Globe days, and he's awesome. Love it. Love it. And then last but certainly not least, Mike, how are you today? Fantastic as always. Mike from Stoneham on BSJ and uh, ready to rock and roll. All right. Very good. So I saw some reactions there when I brought up the game. <laughs> In Minnesota, there's been a lot of talk about it. We're, we're actually on, we're recording this on Wednesday. We're a day away from a game because now the Patriots move to, to Thursday night where they play the Bills. Uh, we'll get into that for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, thoughts there as well. But let's back up a little bit and go a week back and talk about Thursday in particular, uh, the Thanksgiving evening game, and then also, I mean, just talk about, I guess, the future of this team. They sign Tavai uh, to an extension this week, which Bedard, if, you're, if you've gone to Boston Sports Journal, pretty much rips him apart for, which he should. Uh, but we can get into that. So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving pieces. I will say this, though. I am just – maybe it's because, you know, Mac threw for 300-plus yards, a couple touchdowns. I haven't heard any Zappy talk this week, which is good. So so we're hopefully we're done with that. Um, there was one on Felger and Maz. Oh, God. Really? Yesterday. Still? What? Yeah. The guy called up and asked if uh, Greg thought that Zappy would have had a better game than <laughs> – than uh, Mac. <laughs> Maybe he would have thrown for 400 yards, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, come on, man. Like, it's, it's, come on, man. I mean, Bedard says it all the time. I'll repeat it. If you think Mac Jones is the problem with this team or offense, I don't know what to tell you. Like, literally, that's just, you're not watching <laughs> the same game that we are, I don't think. So, all right, guys, takeaways. Um, I, I, well, let me start. So, I've said it for a long time now. I'm not saying I'm 100% right. I think we'll really find out on tomorrow. Uh, and moving forward, but last the last time we were here a couple weeks ago, I'll plug a take that I had a little bit, which was I went back and looked at our quarterbacks that we've played, our wide receiver ones that we've played with our defense, and I thought I, Judon's great. I think he's a, he's a great player. I hope he keeps that up. Our secondary, yeah, it's okay. It shows it shows life at times. I don't think our linebacking core is very good, 
And I don't think our defense was really as good as we thought it was. And I think that it got tested on the road against Cousins, who's a decent quarterback, and they had no chance of stopping Jefferson, although not many people do. And I just don't think they're as good as we think they are. I think we're gonna they might be a bit of a paper tiger and we're gonna run into something that we ran into last year where we look great in the, the middle stretch of the games and then we kind of, you know, fall apart when we get some tougher competition. So that's my that was my concern and, and it proved it a little bit. Bedard said it after the game. Uh, but we'll really find that out, I think, tomorrow. But that's my that's my takeaway. What about you guys? So I, I think the you know, coach talked about this a couple of weeks ago that I think really the strength of our middle of our defense is really our safeties and that we don't really have any quality linebackers that, you know, when you've got Phillips and you've got Duggar and you've got um, what's his there number three there, that those are the speed of your middle of your defense. Um, and that when we're playing those guys more like box safeties and more like quick linebackers, that that's where the speed of your defense came from. And that, especially against the Vikings, you weren't seeing a lot of those guys in there together. You were seeing more two um, uh, safeties and three or four linebackers. You're seeing a bigger line, you know, more defensive linemen and, and linebackers and fewer of those safeties. They're more rotating those safeties. I think they're beaten up. And I think that's what's sapping their speed. I think they planned on using Duggar more like the, you know, the, the, the Niners linebackers are the size of safeties, right? The 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 uh, Ravens linebackers are more the size of safeties. That's where those guys have established their team speed. And that's where I think we were seeing some improvement. But now that those guys are nicked up because they're smaller players, you're, you're seeing the, the degradation of speed and therefore the degradation of performance. Fair point. Fair point. I think it's interesting, too, that I, I don't know, and maybe maybe this is – Maybe this is just, you know, putting icing icing on the – I can't think of the right analogy, so I won't, I won't go down that path. But maybe this is like me just believing something that I saw in the past. I can't remember the analogy for that as better than it actually was. But it didn't it seem like a long time ago this was a team that you just knew going into a game was going to take away your best weapon? Like that's what Belichick did is he took away your best mm -hmm. weapon – and now, oh. whether it's Diggs or Jefferson, or like they don't do that. Like literally, you might as well. I mean, they're yeah. they just go nuts against this defense. Well, I, to your point, I think years ago they would have played two hot, one over the top, and one up up tight, and they would have taken away Jefferson like that. And obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, maybe they don't have the personnel to do it anymore. I don't know. Possibly. My, my bigger takeaway from the other night, and so for years, they never beat themselves, right? So now, now, now granted, they had a, the greatest quarterback of all time covered up a lot of weaknesses. I get that. But they're starting to do things that bad teams do. <laughs> I mean, it's the other night they score, they got everything going right. They gave up a 97-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. I can't tell you the last time I've seen him do that. Then on third down and three, on fourth down and three, when they turn them over, they're going to get the ball back. They run into the punter. Mm. Mm. They and sure did. If that was called from the sideline, someone needs to lose their job. In that situation of less than five yards, you're not going to try to block the punter. Don't get near him. Don't get near him. So I'm thinking, and Strong barely made the team. He didn't do that on his own. I I, I don't think. No. I mean, I, no. Well, well, and I got to go back to something you just said 
because you said what you've noticed lately is that they've started to do things that bad teams do. And I, so this is, this is more, this, this is, <laughs> I guess my question would be starting to well, like, okay. like in 2000, 2019, um, Brady's last stand, they started doing things that bad teams do. And then it got worse the with Cam. Miami. Yeah, and yes. then it got worse with Cam. And then it, like, it just like, it's just falling off. And now I expect that stuff, unfortunately. And Maybe not the special team. Well, here's the problem, Dad. Maybe not the special teams because, damn it, they spend so much money in freaking special teams and it pisses me off every year that you better not let up any touchdown on special teams or any blunder because you're spending – way too much more than and way more than any other NFL team is on your salary on special teams. So you, it better not, that stuff better not happen to your point. I, mean, my, I guess to my, to my point, yeah, defensively they were bad, right? They gave up four consecutive touchdown drives in the game, which they've done, like you said, Mike, since 2000, the last game of 2019. But on top of that are the mistakes now on special teams, the blunders, uh, they can't get a play in on time. Uh, they got first and goal at the six after the long pass play to Parker. They can't get the play on time. Four of the guys are looking at each other with their hands up in the air wondering, <laughs> what are we running? I, I mean, oh. uh, it, this is just – and then I was listening to, again, Bedard today talking about a, a, a real good question from a caller said, Do you, does Belichick want to win? Is he, does he care about winning a championship or is it more about winning – Beating Shula's record, Dart said. Well, I think I think he wants to win, but I don't think he's willing to do the things that he used to do when he was a younger guy to win yep. at yep. that level. Yeah, I think. I In think other that's words, true. he wants to have he wants to have his buddies around him, yep. his family around him, players that aren't going to give him a hard time. Well, nobody on that and, team will. They're not good enough to give him a hard time. And it's shown. I mean, it's <laughs> mediocrity is sticking its head not only out of a hole but out of a wall. Oh, yeah. Every week. You, know, you guys kind of killed me for saying going into the bye week, I would have fired Cam Acord and I would have started by moving, um, you know, Joe Judge over there. But at least it, at least maybe it would have shaken up the special teams. And maybe by now, week whatever this is, 14, they would stop being so inconsistent on special teams. It's not like the guys lighten up the world with the with the quarterbacks. So I feel like if you had a really good special teams coach on staff and you could have moved him over there and you keep seeing the same mistakes or, you know, mistakes made over and over and over again on special teams, the one guy you could have fired because he wasn't his son and he wasn't his buddy, you certainly could have gotten Cam Acord out of there. And if the owner came in and said, that's the guy I want to see you move, move somebody over there and get some help, I at least feel like that would have shaken up the team. Oh, and let me be clear, Mike. I didn't kill you about it. I just didn't. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Right. <laughs> like, like I thought it was a great call. I just, I, and back to dad, and I want to go to Bill here in a second because we've been, we, I want your take on the game, Bill. But dad, to your point and what Bedard talked about today is, Mike, what you're saying actually takes effort and it actually takes tough conversations and it actually takes um, dedication to a change or being decisive in a decision. And I don't think Bill's going to do that. Like, like, like what you're saying makes sense. That's what happens. That Bill, I, like Bill 15 years ago, that probably would have happened, right? And we wouldn't be at this point with him. But the point is, I don't think that's, – that's why would he do that? Like he knows they're not going to win a championship. He knows it's a mediocre team. Pashula, let's just move on, you know, fly off into the sunset. So I, I think what you said is exactly right. I just think the issue is that 
I, I we shouldn't be surprised, and I don't think we are at this point when nothing changes. Like it's just the same thing all the time. Bill, I want to go to you though. Any takeaway from you about the game? Anything that stuck out to you? So I'm going to back up a little bit. The game for the first three quarters was an exciting game. I mean, my buddy was over here. We were watching it. We were clapping. We were hooting. We were hollering. They played awesome. Offensive line played well. Mac had time to throw the ball. Most of the receivers caught the ball. I mean, everybody was playing great. And then the fourth quarter came when it used to be the best time for the Patriots. In the fourth quarter, nobody beat the Patriots once they had a lead. Not, not anymore, guys. I, I, I look at the defense. That long um, reception that Aguilar made that put them on five or six yard line. And then the next play, they, they didn't know what play they were calling. It was just everybody was standing there looking around, and they, uh, Jones just had to throw the ball away. I thought we saw our best Mac Jones we've seen so far, at least for this year. Agree. And then it was all for naught. Yep. You know, it, it's Agree. just I, – I, I never thought I'd say this. I really do believe it's poor coaching on the Patriots' part, and that on, only goes to Belichick. That's right. You know, and I've really changed my tune the last three or four weeks. I really have. So yeah, no. I, anyway, yeah, no. You're right. I I think um, we did. You know, it's it's still the best bet in sports. Is Dad? We were laughing about it on Sunday. The best the Sunday before when we watched the Jets game. Dad and I were in North Carolina and watched the Jets game. Which special team? Speaking of that, like it was night and day from what they did in that game to walk off on a punt return, uh, and then not have any offense, and then watch what we watched on Thanksgiving. But the best bet in sports, folks, this is not a betting show, but if you were interested, the best bet in sports is when the Patriots reach the 30-yard line or the 25 or the 20, if you want better odds, bet a live field goal because 75% of the time it'll hit. And I am not being hyperbolic. I'm being serious. Like, put money on it. They won't go anywhere. They'll look like a disaster in the red zone. Hence, Mike, I think you told me earlier, they're 31st, or Dad, you said 31st in the red zone. Book it. The problem is... <laughs> I can't make this. Mike Davis, you're going to love this. So on Sunday, we go to make the bet. We're messing around, and we're like, oh, look, they hit the 30. Let's get on and make the bet. I text some of my buddies of mine. I'm like, hey, hammer it right now. Patriots field goal. They're in They're in the 30. Like, I sent them a text. They said, now? I said, yeah. They said, well, it's first down and 10 on the 30, and it's minus 300 for a field goal. And I was like, oh, the books figured it out. Never mind. Don't bet it. I was like, we're done. We're cooked now. They know. They know they can't score. <laughs> but it is a disaster. Like, literally, to your point, Bill, they look good It all comes down to coaching yeah, in the right. fourth quarter. That's right. And well, when everything. they're in the red area. It's terrible. Right. And, this, and this I don't is... think Patricia's not an offensive oh, coach. He's a no. defensive coach. We know that. This all falls to him. He's supposed to be in charge of the offensive line and the whole offense. And in the fourth quarter, they can't do anything. That's bad. I'm scared about the, this. Uh, oh, game. we'll get to that, Bill. We'll just I have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, ahead, the other thing I listened to Bedard talk about today, and I, I think I've, I've brought this up before, they're failing miserably in, stre in the stress spots in the game. Okay, yeah. so situational spots. They right. get inside the thirty. That's a thirty and in in the red or the twenty and in red zone. That's a stress time, stress spot. The fourth quarter is a stress spot. They're failing miserably in those situations. And one of the problems is, and the guy asked this question today is another great question. Are they not spending the time on special situations mm. that they used to spend? And Bedard's answer was, I don't believe they are. Yeah. Because 
they they tried to put in this new offense all preseason, yep. and it didn't go. Now, when you see them in the red zone, which are special times, you have to practice those. You have to practice situational football. They're they're not doing it. They're not spending the time on detail, which falls back again to the head coach, who's not, I don't think, is willing to do the things that he was always willing to do in order to have them better prepared than the teams they were playing. So, number one, we know they don't have anywhere near the time they used to have, so I'll give him that much of an out. But you're right. You should be prioritizing your special situations. You know, I, I was listening as I was driving back from a customer site yesterday. Ty Law was on. I don't even remember who he was talking to. But the man was ripped. He was like, what the heck are y'all doing seven yards off the line when it's whatever in three? Yeah. He's like, he's like, we were told that in high school. We were told that in college. What Patriots cornerback is ever given a seven-yard cushion on a three, you know, a whatever in three? He was hot. He was, I mean, whoever had got him rolled up, I think it was on NFL radio. He was hot. He's like, what the hell were they doing? He's like, if that had ever happened in, in, in my time there, we'd have called a players only meeting. We pulled that kid aside and we would have said, did you see that down in distance? That's three and third and three. What the hell are you doing? Giving that kid seven yards off. He was really hot about that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, that's the, you know, we talked about what happened to the Patriot way, right? Where are the guys in the locker room that are having that level of, uh, you know, expectation on their teammates i, I don't think the captains of the team but, yeah that's who's supposed to handle that right yeah I, I i've said it i know i wish andrew was on here we're missing we're missing our our dad you said earlier our voice of reason and he always he always combats me on this but he can't today he can text me later make a comment <laughs> if he wants um so i i i've said i've said it for three years now Sad to say. I've said it for three years now. When Cam was there and 2020 was a weird year and last year was they, they looked good in the middle of the season and they fell apart and they got blasted by the Bills. Bills still haven't punted and the whole thing. We'll talk about that. And then this year, they go to the draft. They pick up some players here and there. But I'm watching, and I know this sounds very fantasy football-esque or Madden. It's not. It's, it's literally just like – no offense to Ty Law, and I love Ty Law. Sorry, Ty. There's nobody with your talent level on the field on defense. Like, like I get it, man. I get why you're pissed. Sorry. John, and I think Jonathan Jones is great. But I don't want – I honestly, I don't want to see Jalen Mills line up a yard off the receiver. I just don't because I know what's coming. Like, literally, when I look at their team, Bedard said this on the breakdown when he was talking about um, the receivers. And he's talking about they're running these plays where you have to get like a speed screen or you have to get up the field and block quickly. They don't have the speed to run it. Like literally, you can't run stuff like that when you have mediocre talent guy or mediocre skill guys on offense. And when you don't have great skill guys on defense, you can't tighten up. There's a reason why in 2014, when they had Browner on one side and Revis on the other, they ran cover two man defense all the time because it was like you're not going to beat those two guys often. Like, that's the problem with this team is they have just had it from the coaching to the players to the draft to the whole thing. The depletion of talent year over year is frustrating as hell because they're. I look at these other teams all the time. Look at the Vikings. They're not great on the back end. They're not great defensively. But, my God, wouldn't it be nice to have Justin Jefferson running around on offense for the Patriots? And we don't ever get anybody like that. And it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think going to – we've hit it on the head and we're, we're, we're talk, we've talked about it you know, ad nauseum, but I, 
the Patriot way and Andrew said this a long time ago, the Patriot way as we knew it for 20 years is gone. Right. So is, you know, and again, I, I hate to refer back to Belichick because he's a hall of fame. Let him have it, man. Let him have it. It's all fall. He's not going to do that anymore. He's not, he's not going to do it. You know, starting in 2001, when they won the first Super Bowl, he had 10 future head coaches on his staff and, and he never would have let this happen. And it continued through, you know, 2007, up to 11, up to 14, yeah. even up to 18 when they won the Super Bowl again. It, it, it's not going to happen anymore. They don't. Now, and now, he's, got, said, now he's got failed head coaches well, on let, his staff. But let me, like you said, can't do it. Dad, like Mike said, it, it, it's, it's the talent, it's the depletion of talent, which everything kind of goes in a cycle. I get that. But they have, they have let this thing just go. And the things he used to be able to do where he would always kind of recycle older players and they would come in and they would, mm-hmm. you know, Junior Seau and those guys yep. would come in because they had Rodney never won a championship, yep. right? That's, that's not happening anymore. Well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this on that because it's a great point that you bring up. <clears throat> it's a different way to look at it than we've talked about in the past. There's something I don't understand. I get it from the coaching standpoint because to build a staff and to build peers and build people up into your level is a ton of work. And he's old, mm-hmm. he's older. And like, I, that's a ton of work to do to, to, to develop somebody to be a head coach and so on and so forth. What I don't understand. And somebody in the comments on BSJ said this the other day, and I think it was Yogi scribe. So if he's listening, I'll give him a shout out. Cause I know that's who it was. He said, somebody brought up the draft and Nike draft and they were making a joke. And Yogi scribe said, no, look, man, there's something about Belichick that's, that is this FU attitude that I'm going to draft who I want to draft and not listen to the scouts and so on and so forth, and that's never going to change. So I say that, I preface that, the question with that, to say it seems to me, now I'm not a head football coach, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, and I'd love your opinion on it, but it seems to me like it would be a hell of a lot easier when you're drafting a player to just look at what the scouts say, see somebody's raw talent, and go pick them. So what I mean by that is like a Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. I don't think Jefferson – well, I guess Jefferson might have been around. These guys that are talented – like and, and, I, and by the way, Andrew and I talked about this on Sunday. I believe if Mac would have been picked before – what was it, 15th a couple years ago? Micah Parsons would be a Patriot. So I think Belichick would have gone and gotten him, which, which would have been great. But that's like a one-off. Like, they, I don't understand. That's more difficult for him. So I don't understand why he won't just go get the easy players that are talented. Like, I don't know the answer to that question. Why is, he, why is it so difficult to just go get really good scouted players out of college? Why is that so well, difficult? The only thing I can say to that is what I said earlier. He doesn't want to deal with headaches. And a lot of times those guys who are real talented and real skilled, especially at the wide receiver position, are diva, divas, yep. and he wants no part of that situation. Which to me, then don't coach anymore. <laughs> That's the NFL, man. That's how it works. Like, go get I mean, guys that, that are. T- Brandy Moss was a diva, by the way, and he dealt with yeah, him just fine. And, and dealt with him just fine. Just until fine. He didn't until he didn't. That's and fine. Said, you know that, what? Now he's got to go. go. It's fine. But, yep. Yep. But my, but so, my, go ahead, Bill. Sorry, Coach. Sorry. No, I just. Go I'm going to use Cole Strange as a perfect example. Here we were all up, leading to the draft. We're watching the draft that night, right? I hate it. I hate and it. the Patriots I hate pass. It. They pass 
they pass, they pick Cole Strange. Now, Belichick in the past has always picked either offensive linemen or defensive linemen in the first round in the draft. And he's always been fairly successful mm-hmm. with it. Sure. But you know how many players with talent were available? If we did not trade down in the yep. first round, yep. and then they get strange and they put him in and they say, he's our new left guard. And it's putting the guy in an awful predicament. The yeah. only person I know he put in right off the bat, the first round pick was Logan Mankins, which is a very unique individual, obviously. Yep. Yep. And not a lot of talent. Strange so isn't I, in that I just, category. No, hell no. I, I just, nope. I, I also, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, I just, I just don't understand. And, and here's the thing for the glory days. And we look back, you know, there's a lot of people that, that hold, that hold on to the last 21 years and they hold on to like some of the, what they did to like, like if you think about it and that one team talent and, and names came from them winning a Super Bowl. Like nobody knew how talented the team was. Belichick built them up. They had a lot of talent on defense. Brady became what he was. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then we kind of move forward. I honestly do think, and I know this is a, a take that's been said many times, not just on this show, but others. Brady brought people to New England. Like, it wasn't Correct. Belichick. Like, people wanted to play with Brady. That's why guys, they were like, oh, we can win a championship because he's the quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll play with Belichick. Like, that's cool. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But, like, they got the they got Tom Brady at quarterback. Like, I want to I want to, I want to catch passes from him. I want to listen to him in practice, even if I, I know defense are two separate teams. But still, he can lead us to championship. That's gone. Sure. So, nobody – you're not going to get the same level of guys. So, you got to do it through the draft. What I don't understand is that we hang on and say, well, look, Edelman was a seventh-round pick. Well, good gracious, man. A Julian Edelman is a diamond in the frig- the needle in the haystack. No small white receiver that's a seventh-round pick that played quarterback is Julian Edelman probably ever again. Like, literally, that, that stuff doesn't come around. So you got to change the mold and go get somebody and a bunch of people that can freaking that they're talented players. Like I, I'd rat honestly, it's just I don't know. I won't beat it in the ground anymore. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It, 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 it makes his life harder. They, I don't get it. They just want to be smarter than everybody else. <laughs> Matt, Matt Patricia. I mean, how many times have you seen this in your work in your line of whatever whatever it is you do? There's that guy who has to be smarter than who thinks he's smarter than he is, or she is smarter than she is. Won't right? take feedback. That type of guy. <laughs> yeah, just you know, I you know they. They just aren't as smart as they think they are. And they they work so hard to prove that they're smarter than everybody else. As I said, where did he, where did they draft Jelani Tavai when he was at, in Detroit? Oh, Second man. round pick. Second round. Oh. As a seventh rounder. So hey, what did they just I, do? Uh, they they yeah, just gave the two years, four million for I a guy to, who's a special teamer. I give Tavai a lot of credit. He just made a lot of money. <laughs> That's right. We signed him <laughs> to your deal. He's a 4-8 at a position that should be a 4-4 four, four, or 4-5 four, guy. Uh, we could talk about this forever, but I think we need to do the bills. So yeah, no, close. you're good. I, let me ask one more question, and we'll go to the bills. And this is this is a this is a polarizing question amongst Patriots fans. Year end, us. year end, <laughs> year ends. Patriots either bow out in the wild card. I don't think they're going to make it to the wild card, Mike. I think you were right about under nine wins. I don't think there's good. I think I think you had some fake stuff happening over the last few weeks with injuries and quarterbacks and yada, yada, yada. So they either, they, they don't make the playoffs, they're mediocre, or heaven forbid, they're not mediocre. They're negative, you know, first time in a long time. Well, let's guess, say they're 8 and 9, right? Yeah, 8 let's, 9. No, let's go even worse. Like they're 8, yeah, 8 9, but maybe even worse because I think they're probably going to be worse than that. Well, do you, if you 
are the owner, or no, 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 forget it. As a fan, you want Belichick still here next year, or do you want him to move on? Clean house. Mm-hmm. Including Bill. Hall of yes, Fame sir. coach, greatest coach of all time. Out the door. I want you to pick the Gerard Mayo or the Brian Flores or whoever that the the Crafts think is the next great guy and build around him. I think the Crafts need to sit down and talk to Bill and hold him accountable. I mean, there's this 10 questions. We've got 20 right here in our podcast. There's five questions you ask Bill at the end of the year, and you see what his response is. Who writes the check, right? Yep. Especially with Belichick being the number one highest paid coach in the NFL. I mean, you know, you look at a lot of stuff, and okay, they got Patricia Y because they got him cheap. They got judged. They got him cheap because they're not paying the contracts. The other teams are paying the contracts. I can't believe Bill let McDaniels go and take all the uh, offensive line coach, secondary coach. I can't believe he took all those coaches with him without a fight. I'm just amazed at it. But anyway, if I was RKK, I'd sit down and I'm asking questions. But maybe he's too old to do that also. (laughs) JKK. He's 80. JKK. I think... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that's a conversation. What would you want as a fan is what I'm telling you. Well, they got to change. I mean, and I think they got to change the whole – I said this before. The whole regime has to change. It's crazy to think about, right? And and I I, I don't know. I just – No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I want him to go get a guy like – I don't want him to get an internal guy. I want want Vrabel to come to New England. No, no. Well, maybe – I'll never get him. No. No, Vrabel's not going anywhere. Although Vrabel would, Vrabel would drive you crazy too, because he would lose games like he did in, at home against Cincinnati on Sunday. Yeah, it would just piss you off. Like that's, you know, that's not. I want a guy like a Lincoln Riley or somebody like a. If I could trade right now, and I have a man crush on him, so if I could trade right now for Mike McDaniel, I would give multiple picks for him. He's a freaking animal, and he will go get talent. He'll spread the field and and turn the Patriots into a twenty twenty two version of an NFL football team. But Mike, who who are you putting in the GM slot? Because that's where you got to start. As you right. said, you oh geez, have yeah, the you're right. I haven't even thought about GM, Mike. First. I haven't even thought well, about the key that. To that, is that, that <laughs> I haven't thought about. It's not the one pulling the strings. That's, and that's first, why I said, that's the I put, first key. I put Mayo or one of those guys at the very top at the GM, right? And I tell them to go get their senior football operations and bring the people <laughs> around them that give them the the wisdom they need, and then I have them go find themselves the next young All right. coach. Well, Mike, you gave me a look about Lincoln Riley now. I mean, he he is a guy. I know it's a college guy, but he he has taken multiple teams to a playoff and then just took – and now UCLA is about – or UCLA is about to – I can't speak. USC, USC is about to go to one also one year in. I mean, the guy knows how to run a program. You get a new guy like that, I mean, I know college kids are different, but, I mean, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, like, some, you got to get some new blood in there. I don't – Mayo and those guys, I love them, and and I'm, they're great. But like, I don't know, man. I it's sacrilege to even say, Dad almost Dad got you know Sunday. I I don't. I'm not a Dolphins fan because that's sacrilege. But God, I love watching them play. Like they're so exciting to watch, man. You got to get some of that in New England, and it's not this pop gun fake high school offense that they're trying to run with no talent. Like it's just crazy, man. Anyway, I think Mayo was stunted because he has to answer to. Uh... Little Steve. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's probably some truth. That's what I that. think. Hey, by the way, that's good, nothing that's like a good point. It's a great freaking point. Nothing like paying to vibe, by the way, on a two year deal when you drafted a guy two years ago, Cam McGrone, in an early round. Got great job. Great job drafting, guys. It's just I think McGrone a chance though. I know he was hurt 
all live. Well, I mean, year. sure, you give him a chance. Did they really but, give him a chance this spring? Well, no, I'm, no, I don't think so. But that's what I mean. You got to give the guy a chance instead of right. signing Tavai. I mean, that's Matt. It's got Matt Patricia written all over it. Anyway, oh man, this is great. This is a good venting session today. We needed this, I think, coming. All up. right, let's, let's get on to tomorrow. Oh, night. we're gonna keep venting then if we're getting on to tomorrow night because tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> tomorrow. What's gonna get any better? Make sure you bet that, Mike. Live bet that. Are they going to punt? Well, well let, that's I, once. It might actually. Be, it, it might actually be a special. By the way, you might be able to find it because they didn't punt. Um, so I'm tell you, they're going to punt the first series. Their first series, they will punt the Bills. Yep. Yep. And yep. then hang on. <laughs> we'll be excited about the punt, and then it'll be it'll be bad news for everybody. So, well, all right. So let's see. Thursday night football, first of December. Bills at New England. Maybe my eyes are fooling me here. I haven't been able to figure this line out all week, and I don't. I, th- I think it's easier. What do you think it is? Don't don't nobody tell them. Let's guess. What do you think it is? Uh, Bills minus seven. Bills minus three and a half is the line, and I can't figure it out. Three and a half. Wow. Uh, it doesn't make any. You get sense three points for home field, so, so it's basically. Bills minus a half. I am going to hammer the Bills, and I hope I'm wrong. But three and a half is crazy. Total is 43 and a half. Bills have been injured lately. They have some injuries still on defense. Rousseau, uh, Epinesa, Mitch Morse, their center's out. Rusher, right? Yep. Von Miller. Yep. They have, He's not playing. No, three, Von Miller's right. out. Three edge rushers, yep. 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 And they also, they also have two, uh, two offensive linemen they're out. So they're beat up, but the Patriots are – might equally be as beat up because David Andrews might not play. Wynn might not play. Harris might not play. I don't think he's going to play. Peppers might not play, and Myers might not play. So it's not like you're you you got a fully healthy Patriots team. Look, until the Bills, until they stop the Bills legitimately, I don't have any mm-hmm. faith that they're going to do anything differently. Like I really don't. The only well, difference is we don't have Brian DeBowl on the other side this year. Dayball, or rather, rather. So maybe that's different. But well, but the biggest issue once again is going to be. How, how do they handle Allen? I mean, he he kills him every time he plays him. He does it with his feet. Yeah, I know. You think they're going to stop? You think they have the speed to stop him? And what are they going to do? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you think how are they going to? You tell me how they're going to do it. I mean, they're not like there, there's nobody that can. I mean, it's not like Zach Wilson, who's flat terrible, where they just make him sit in the pocket and make a throw. If you let Allen sit in the pocket and make a throw, he'll make a throw. And it'll be fifty yards downfield with someone wide open. So literally, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. I mean, I don't know how they're. I don't see. By the way, Mike, updated injury report: only the tackle and Von Miller are the only ones who are ruled out. Wonderful, even better. Oh. Fantastic. That's just it's so, great. Thank God Von Miller's ruled out today. Thank God Von Miller's ruled out because they got a lot healthier because they're playing the Patriots tomorrow, Mike. Now, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing to think about is that. Uh, that doesn't even make sense anymore because last year kind of ended that narrative. I was going to say you could always get the uh, the freakout game. Um, why can't I think of the Bills head coach's name? Somebody tell me, Rook. I'm having a brain lapse. McDermott. Yeah. Sean McDermott. McDermott always has a freakout game against New England. He loses his mind, but that kind of went to the wayside after the two, the last. Did they punt in the second regular season game or was it two games in a row? Once. One time. I think they, they punted, punted one time. One yep. time in two games. So. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I just look at this Bills team who is really good and has had a couple bad ones, and I don't know. I just – I mean, what do you – I mean, 
you guys see anything different other than <laughs> than a blowout? I mean, why is it Let's three and a half? Bill. Bill, what do you think? Bill, what do you think, man? 31-10, Buffalo. Ooh. Smoke I, show. I could see that. And it may be higher. I could see that. It may be 31-3, but I hope not. I, yep, I could see that. As one of you guys said in the uh, text run today, it's like, we don't want to be Cleveland Browns fans. That's what we're getting ready to be. I know. Mm. But Ed, Coach, Dad, Coach Stradamus with the prediction. 38-13. Blowout time. Mike, what do you think? Uh, eight and, only because it's back-to-back Thursday nights for both teams. 28 to 10. Yeah, still like a little bit of a lower game, you know, like like a kind of an ugly game, but still a blowout, that type of thing. I, I guess because the, the number is right around, what, 42, 43? 43. Over under? Yeah, 43 and a half. 43 and a half. Yeah, 43 they think they're going to go to 40. I see 44 and a half. So I guess, you know, that, that feels like 34 to 10 then. I'll be interested. <laughs> Bedard hasn't come out with his breakdown yet, right? Or like what, his prediction? That hasn't come out yet, right? I'll be interested to see what he says. I, I the consensus, the public is also it's only fifty eight percent picking the Bills. Like I, this is just a weird. I don't understand what's going on here. Um, maybe people think the Patriots are better than they think they are based on what they saw on Thanksgiving, <laughs> losing that close to the Vikings on the road. Like I don't understand. It. I'm with you guys. I I think, uh, Dad, what'd you say? Thirty eight to thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, th- I'll I'll just go with you on that. Like I think that's right around what I would pick this at, and I don't understand. Why it? Why, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, I think the, the Patriot. I I think the Patriot mantra still affects a lot of people. They they still see this as a team that you know. Um, yeah, but not the books. The books usually know better. Uh, I don't understand the bookie, but you know they. I don't. What does the bookies know that we don't? Well, that's what I'm saying. So usually they mm-hmm. set it appropriate to what as that is reality. Like so based on like numbers. You did see stuff. that I sent earlier that twenty seven percent think it's a fourteen plus point margin for yeah. Buffalo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. All right. That well, was I- the highest percentage across any of the picks. The highest percentage said that Buffalo's gonna blow them out. Yeah. Watch yeah. watch tomorrow. We'll come back next week and the Patriots will win by seven or something. That's fine. <laughs> It'll be great. The last thing I'm gonna say before we go is I don't understand the NFL schedule makers. Uh, the Patriots are playing, excuse me, Thursday night, Thursday night, Monday night, and then another night game at some point somewhere. Yeah, they have. Monday let's night. see. In yeah. a row, right? Yeah. We'll read through it here. So they have Thursday night. So they had Monday night, Thursday, Thanksgiving, Thursday. Next week they play Monday. Mm-hmm. They play the Cardinals on Monday night in in uh, Arizona. They then, haven't flexed that out yet? Good no. God. They need to. Uh, then they then they, they play won't. then they play the Raiders on Sunday night, another yeah. night game. Right. And then they play the Bengals at noon. Watch out for that. The Dolphins at noon. noon. I, hope, I hope it's a blizzard. Yeah. And the Bills again, which they don't know yet because it's the last week of the season, and right. it's and it's in Buffalo Orchard Park last week of the season. Have fun there. <laughs> Enjoy it. Oh, all right, guys. Well, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Enjoy the game tomorrow and be back next week. No, everybody, right. you know, watch the game tomorrow night and hopefully something changes a little bit. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. All right. I hope they you know, got the, the, you know the yeah. def, 
You know the definition of insanity, right? So. I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> we're practicing it really well. I was going to say, right. we're getting there. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the game. All right, you guys. All right thanks, we'll see you everyone. Next week. Take, Take care. care. Peace.